Hey everyone, thanks for joining this episode of Pulling the Strings podcast powered by Puppet. I'm delighted to be your host. My name is Demetrius Malbro, and I'm on the product marketing team here at Puppet. I'm really excited today to talk with Ben Ford. And Ben is a product manager for the Forge and Content Ecosystem. Now, this is everything from Puppet-supported modules to the tools and developer experience to build modules, all the way to the Puppet Forge, which is our marketplace for sharing modules with each other. So, Ben, welcome on. How are you? I am doing great. It is a nice and beautiful spring day here in Portland. Uh, I, I love the sun, and whenever the clouds roll in, I feel the same way as the weather. So let's <laughs> let's have a, a, a sunny a sunny chat today around the developer experience. And the first question that, that I, I want to pose to you is is kind of a softball, a toss up question. Uh, let, let's start with with the why. So why is content and also the developer experience so important? That's kind of funny to, that, that you call it a, a softball because it totally is. It's, it's like a softball answer. As I can give you like a five word answer, but it's also, we could spend two hours talking about why this is so important because mm. it's such a big concept, big idea. And it's really pretty simple though. It's tools themselves aren't really a lot of use all by themselves. Like kind of for a, a, a dated metaphor here, look at like the uh, VCRs. Like nobody has a VCR sitting on, like imagine like 20 years ago, right? Nobody yeah. had a VCR sitting on their uh, on uh, entertainment center to just point at it and say, hey, look, look at my pretty VCR. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. was all about what it let you do, right? Yeah. And there were like all, lots of things you could do with it. You could go, uh, go down to Blockbuster and, and get tapes and stick them in your VCR and play them. But you could also record your own. You could like lug around one of those big old beastly camcorders and, and record your home videos, your, your holidays or, or things like that. And you could play those as well. So this tool, the, v, the VCR itself, it was like not it's the, the thing that, that it enabled wasn't wasn't itself. It was, it was like a content enablement tool. Mm -hmm. And that's really what tools like Puppet and like pretty much anything in our in our ecosystem. You know, you look at Terraform, you look at uh, you look at Rundeck, you look at any of these other tools out there, it's like what they enable, the content that they enable is the thing that yeah. makes them so valuable. So the the experience is, I guess it encompasses a lot of things, right? Um, oh, absolutely. And, and like that that metaphor that I gave you about the uh, the, the the VCR, mm -hmm. like if you remember the first camcorders, they, they were huge. They probably weighed 20 pounds and they sat on your shoulder because they were so heavy that you couldn't carry them around. I do remember. And not a lot of people had them because they were really annoying. They were real awkward and uh, they, they were painful to use. But then as they evolved, they got smaller and smaller and they got lighter and lighter. And that experience of using the tool to generate content got better. And then everybody had them. Everybody was carrying them around. And that's kind of the same thing that we're doing with the developer experience right now is we're, we're taking that, that barrier to entry and making it lower. We're making it easier to get involved, to easier to build content, um, increasing like the user delight, making it yeah. instead of a, a, a chore, something fun that you could do to generate content. Now, just going a little bit deeper on improving the developer experience. So is, is that, does that mean making, uh, making tools and uh, things easier for 
people to get involved with, making it, you know, less effort for for them to actually, you know, write code or, you know, just do something that's meaningful um, as far as, you know, within the community. Yeah. And it, it's kind of kind of broad. It's like the, the some of the specific things that we're doing for a developer experience, like like they're very concrete things like we're increasing the speed of the PDK. And that seems like a really weird thing to, to say, except when you get when you have a command line tool that's more responsive and you can type a thing and hit enter and it does it like that instead of like mm-hmm. you having to wait and, and watch it work and then, you know, finally spit out something. It's like that that makes it feel like a more natural part of your workflow. And that's one of the things that we're doing is that um, the next iteration of the PDK is going mm-hmm. to be a much faster command line tool. Very, very snappy, very quick, very easy to use. And it also goes all the way up to like stuff on the forge. It's like right now the forge is kind of like 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 a like a a shelf at, at, at Home Depot where you can go in and you pull things off of it and use them. But there's not really a whole lot of instructions. There's not a, a lot of guidance about how to use the things. And so that's what yeah. we're doing is we're building in a little bit more guidance so that as you go look at this content, you have a better idea of what you can do with it, how you can use it, how you can stack it together with other parts to build something that's greater than the sum of right. its whole, you know. And so, Ben, just for maybe we have a newbie listener, maybe a one on one version on what the PDK is um, and just a little information about that. I guess you're right. I, I have been using the phrase PDK just like everybody was expected to know what that is. Uh, but the PDK is the Puppet Developer Kit. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, command line tool that is used to generate Puppet modules and generate content within the Puppet modules. Um, okay. And it's also used by our VS Code plugin. So when you when you use VS Code and you tell it to make a new Puppet module or make a new Puppet class or, or function or something, it actually uses PDK on the back end to do all of that work. So um, j- uh, more around the developer experience. And so what are some of the, the ways that someone could possibly maybe get involved and participate in the developer community. Oh, ab- absolutely. We are a super welcoming community. We like, uh, we've got a Slack that uh, uh, people can come participate and there's, there's no real barrier to entry. Like if you're a newbie, you just heard about Papa, you maybe want a little bit of advice or some guidance or something, just hop on in and start talking with people. If you're a Puppet old timer and, and you're building your own modules and you like uh, uh, maybe you might want to talk advanced architecture or uh, development patterns or something with your peers, mm-hmm. you can totally do that too. Um, if you're using a Puppet module and you're like, wait a minute, this there's something wrong with this module. I need to talk with somebody to get it fixed. There's there's spaces in there for it too. Okay. Um, and you go uh, you get to that by joining at slack.puppet.com. Pretty easy mm-hmm. to to do. Then there are a bunch of channels in there. There's uh, hashtag or pound puppet, pound forge, forge modules, and there's even an office hour uh, schedule in there, so that uh, like a, a puppet developer, like an engineer, will be there to answer questions on okay. a on a schedule. And what what is your coolest module that either you've written or someone someone in the community that that you know have written? Do you have any favorite module? Maybe like a one of the latest ones, something that's not too old though. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the the one that I'm excited about is is actually one of my modules. It's uh it's been around for a while because I used it to add the ability to pass secrets around in catalogs hmm. way 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 back in Puppet Four timeline when that uh, functionality didn't exist in in native Puppet. Um, okay. And what it does is it lets you put a secret into the catalog and encrypt it with the uh, servers. Uh, uh, SSL certificate 
so that if even if somebody were to intercept the catalog and look at it, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to decrypt it. It would just be a blob of, of text. Was this before Hashi? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then uh, on the agent side, the agent would take that catalog and then use its own certificate, SSL certificate, to decrypt that and uh, uh, manage it. And one of the things that I like about it so much is that as we started adding more functionality into Puppet and we added the ability to, to do deferred functions, which are uh, Puppet functions that run during uh, the agent runtime instead of during compilation, I was able to like lift and shift a lot of that functionality into a deferred function so that it, it actually ran properly on the agent side and then you could use it uh, in all kinds of uh, different contexts. You could use it in generating a template you could use it to pass a parameter to uh, a resource, like a password or something. Cool. And I'm going to put you on the spot again. So maybe what what about like like your favorite Vox? Vox Pupuli. I need to say that again. Vox, Vox Pupuli. Pupuli. <laughs> My favorite module that they that yeah. they run? Yep. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to shift a little bit and I'm going to say it's my favorite tool that they build. Okay. Because uh, the... Uh, the Vox Pupilla, uh leadership committee is building a tool that allows them to effectively manage a whole ton of modules. And so what, it, what it'll do is, is everything that's been added into its organization, it'll tell you if there are, uh, like if there are modules that, that don't support the current Puppet version, or if there are modules that uh, support uh, out-of-date CentOS versions or things like that, or if there are version, if there are modules that have... Uh, have had commits made to their uh, repositories, but they haven't mm-hmm. been pushed up to the forge. It's basically a way of keeping track of all of the the puppet modules that you're working on that have things that you need to do, like like things that you need to do to to cultivate them. Okay. So that that's my that's my favorite uh, tool that they have. It's called Tasks. Okay. So if you go to their uh, GitHub repository or GitHub organization and just search for Tasks, you'll find it. Yeah. Shout out to Vox. So someone who may be interested in being a part of the, the community or the ecosystem, now th- there's no special test or you know certain level that they have to be at. Like if you talk in college, once again, 101, 201, 301, you know, if it can even be 91. 91. We'll, okay. we'll wel- welcome anybody to the community. As long as you participate and, and, and like are kind and respectful to another. Mm-hmm. Um, we will uh, welcome anybody to the community. Gotcha. And so is there a way that maybe whoever wants to to join and be a part of it, is there a way that they could follow some of the news about, you know, what's happening, you know, within the ecosystem? Yeah. Um, so we're, we, we've had an engineering blog going for, uh, shoot, about a year now. And uh, we're growing its uh, uh, adoption within the company. So mm-hmm. right now, if you go to dev.2 slash puppet, you'll start seeing like a, a, a mix of, of content from different parts of the company. It's it's mostly pretty uh, engineering focused. There's some blogs from people in our internal dev services uh, about things that they're working on. There's some uh, sales engineers writing uh, blogs about like tutorials and things that, that they have. Um, but the thing that you'll see the most of is is actually just updates and uh, like new releases and exciting things going on in the ecosystem. So there's a, there's a post at least once a week from uh, ecosystem there. That's dev.2 slash puppet. And that two is not a number two. It's a dot T. <laughs> dot T-O. All right. 
just to make sure to, to do a little visual. Effect we'll make there. sure to put the link down in the, uh, the notes right. here. So if you're driving, don't, don't, don't try to click the link while you're driving. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> So uh, also more more on, you know, individuals possibly joining and being a part of the community. What if people want to share some of their own news or maybe even a tutorial for some of the newbies or just, you know, the dumb things down and make it, you know, a lot simpler for things like myself? <laughs> I I would love it if people uh, were sharing content and you can actually uh, get into some of our uh, Dev2 space and, and everything by publishing to the uh, puppet hashtag on dev2 just like your own content will show up but if you look at the puppet.com uh, website and you drop down that tab underneath uh, engage you'll see there's a uh, uh, an entry there called make your voice heard and that talks about several of uh, ways you can get involved several ways you can share content so you can even get published to our own uh, puppet puppet.com blog or uh, it'll link out to other ways that you can uh, contribute content and uh, modules and pull requests and all kinds of stuff. And you can even submit to be on this very own uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. We definitely need more and lively people on. And then I'm, I'm not saying that you're not live, Ben, and you're not lively. You're great. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I, I, it, it's, it's kind of like a dull moment here but i'm, I'm really trying <laughs> I, I just <laughs> i just wish everyone could see the color of ben's hair right now and then and, and if you know ben he changes the color of his hair often so i'm not sure what the frequency is but maybe maybe you want to tell us the frequency or, or why do you change the color of your hair off topic oh that's an easy one it's just when i get bored uh, unfortunately that happens a lot okay all right <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, also carrying on, carrying on here. So uh, I, I also hear that you you've got some some big plans for for the PDK, the Puppet Development Kit. Can you tell us more about that? Well, there are some things that I can talk about. Uh, a lot of it is still kind of in, in the planning stages and and, and a little bit less uh, uh, defined. But there are some things that are going on that are going to be really exciting. Um, longtime users of the PDK will remember that there's the ability to uh, try out different versions of Puppet. So you can say test this module under Puppet 5, under Puppet 6, or, or whatever. And at some point, we realized that, hey, that utility is really, really cool, really useful. So instead of that being part of the PDK, we're extracting that out to be its own kind of a, a standalone Puppet uh, version switcher. So imagine something like RVM or RBM or... or uh, Python, uh, oh shoot, I forgot the name of their environment switcher. Um, but we're extracting that out so it's its own standalone tool, which means that other tools can uh, kind of inherit and use that. Um, so like imagine running OnceOver, for example. That was one of the, yeah. the requests that we had is, is incorporate OnceOver into the PDK. And a lot of the reason for that was the ability to run against, uh, use different uh, Puppet versions. Um, but this, this tool will let you basically run anything uh, mm -hmm. using different Puppet versions. It's pretty okay. cool. Awesome. And uh, as we're doing that, we're building in the ability to install different versions of Puppet. Uh, so you'll be able to like say, I want I want to use this tool, but I, I want to have Puppet version 6.2 and Puppet version 7.1. And I got to uh, keep a 5.5 uh, around because I've got some old content there. And you can pick out okay. these different versions and, and uh, select them and install them, uh, which means that we can reduce the size of the PDK itself. 
So the PDK okay. right now ships with a whole bunch of versions of Puppet. Um, yeah. The PDK of the future uh, won't ship with all those versions of Puppet, but it'll let you pick out the ones that you want to install. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And then we're also working on some improvements to the template system. So instead of the the current uh, PDK template uh, repository, it'll, there'll be ways to kind of uh, combine and, and make uh, customizations and, and, and have... Uh, Puppet modules that don't have every single configuration file under the sun included. Okay. That's something that people have been asking for. And like I mentioned before, it's mm -hmm. going to be really, really fast. Like right now to generate a new Puppet module, it's like by the time your finger is up off of the, uh, the return key, it's already done. And that's, wow. that's astounding. That, that's a huge, huge difference. New enhanced and streamlined. I like it. All right. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the Forge. You know, my, my favorite topic the forge where everything lives what are some of the improvements in flight for the forge ben tell us we we would like to know uh there's actually quite a bit happening um there's some like like the 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 library of content up on the forge is very very large uh but it's like all in different stages of of quality it's like some of it hasn't some of the modules up there haven't been looked at for a while some of the modules are uh of somebody who kind of played around and published a module and then uh never really finished it um and then some of the modules are really 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 good so what we're doing is uh making some changes that will reduce the number of modules you see but instead bubble up the high the higher quality ones so we're hiding deprecated modules by default. So when you do a puppet search now, instead of having old deprecated modules all mixed in with the search results, you just won't see them unless you choose to go look at the deprecated modules. Okay. Um, and then we're working on ways to kind of auto-deprecate content. Like if you made a module that did a thing and got it halfway done and you haven't touched it since 2012, our tool is going to identify that and just uh, uh, mark it deprecated automatically. And there'll be ways to opt out if you're still maintaining it. So uh, you'll get an email and a link to click and various other things. But it's all uh, it's all designed around getting the the average quality of the content to be uh, much mm -hmm. much higher. So when you go look and you go find some off forge content, it, it'll be easier to see what's good, easier to see the the quality, and most of what you see is going to be very high quality. And then along with that, the quality scores. We're working on ways to improve them and build better quality scores for you that are a little bit more relevant and extract them out a little bit so that they can be run uh, locally built uh, right into the PDK. So uh, as part of building your puppet module, it'll kind of give you a preview and tell you what your uh, quality scores will be before mm -hmm. you even publish them to the, uh, to the Forge. Now, can, can you refresh my memory on, on how that quality score is increased uh, sure. Um, so basically, the quality score is done uh, by evaluating several factors, like which versions of Puppet do you support, uh, running it through some lint-type checks that look at like mm -hmm. syntax and, and uh, style, and it'll validate that you like follow the uh, style guide and other things like that. It'll validate that the metadata attached to your file, uh, to your module, is uh, appropriate and correct. And any of these things that uh, show warnings, uh, it, like put you like drop uh, uh, points uh, off of your, uh, your quality score. Mm. So you're just Im improving those, just making sure that your lint checks all pass, making sure that your metadata is is uh, all complete and filled out and has uh, the right dependencies. Like for example, uh, if you just say your Puppet module runs on version 3.x plus, 
um, we're going to ding you because you need to have a like a higher bound. Say that I have tested this from three to six or three to seven or or whatever. Gotcha. So things like that. Okay, let's keep those quality scores up, everyone. Um, also, really, maybe rolling into one more question here before we we close out. Uh, I also saw something called the Trusted Contributors Program. You mind telling us how that works? Oh, absolutely. That's a that's a really good one. Um, one of the interesting things about a puppet module is that there are two kinds of expertise required. You have to be good at writing puppet code and building high quality puppet modules and knowing how puppet works and how to like construct, how to architect a good quality puppet module. But then there's the expertise of knowing that thing that you're actually managing and like knowing how it works and knowing what the, like the idiomatic usage patterns are and things like that. Like say, for example, if you're managing IIS, like I can write a really great puppet module to manage IAS because mm-hmm. I know where the configuration files are. I know what the settings are. I know how to write good puppet code. But because I've never done it myself, I don't have the first clue how people actually use IAS. Yeah. The people who use it are the ones who know that. And so what the Trusted Contributors Program does is it invites people who are known to us, who are known to the community, who have demonstrated their interest uh, like long-term interest in, and ability and subject matter expertise to kind of share in the maintenance of uh, that particular module. So a community member who knows IAS really well because they use it inside and out and they use our puppet module to manage it, they're probably thinking, oh, if this module only did this one thing. Yeah. Well, now we're giving them that ability. And it's not just the ability to make a pull request, but it's the ability to kind of direct the future of where this module goes. Um, instead of just saying, here's a PR to fix a thing, they can say, hey, you know what? The way that this is designed, we need to shift it and move it uh, the, uh, this other way. Or uh, we need to spend more time working on a, a certain aspect of, of the way the, the tool works uh, because that's how people who actually use that technology uh, expect to work. Um, and so it kind of gives them the ability to put more direction into where the, uh, these modules are. Okay. And so effectively, it's giving community members a, a partial ownership over our supported modules. And they'll have the ability to like review and merge pull requests and help us shepherd out a uh, releases of those modules. Okay, awesome. Also, um, rolling into the, the, the closing and outro here, what is the, I guess, is there anything else that, that we missed, anything important that you would like to share and also, please make sure you provide your social media handles where listeners can actually follow you. Uh, absolutely. So um, most of the things that I've talked about, it's uh, uh, you'll be able to read about it on the uh, Puppet.com website. If you look at Puppet.com slash ecosystem, mm-hmm. there'll be sections there. It'll talk about like the Forge developer experience. There's links to get the PDK, uh, to get the uh, VS Code extension. And... Uh, information about the trusted contributors program and, and various other things. And you'll find that also by pulling down the tab, uh, the navigation tab and looking under uh, platform. Uh, but, but yeah, you'll find everything there, puppet.com slash ecosystem. And then my handle everywhere is just Binford 2 k uh, If you participate in the Slack, you've probably seen me around there. I talk way too much, um, but mm-hmm. uh, pretty much everywhere in the puppet Slack, Twitter, other spaces. And then like maybe even if we ever get to go back to conferences again, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll be there. So that's happening. Uh, that's me, and that's the Puppet uh, Developer Experience Program. And 
I welcome any contributions or participation and uh, am doing my best to make the, the space more welcoming and more productive for everybody here. All right. That is at B-I-N Ford 2K, everyone. So we're looking for at least 15,000 more followers to come Ben's way within the next three weeks. So <laughs> make, make sure everyone goes and, and follows Ben. We might have going, a surprise going for, for that you. little blue uh, blue check mark, right? Oh yeah, certified baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all well, new to you, man. I, I, I will remember you. Ah, uh, man, I, I wish, but yeah, I, I always enjoy these conversations, and I uh, continue to to be astounded by the the level of knowledge that you have on Puppet and uh, everything that that you that you are doing for the community is is just truly awesome. So thank you for for being on pulling the strings and i would like to thank you for sharing with us on pulling the strings powered by puppet 